I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. Today's podcast is for anyone who feels like they have reached the end of their rope, who feels like they've hit rock bottom or that you're just going through so much and you don't know if you're going to be able to make it through. This is for you. Um, Today I'm with Abraham Lopez and we just wanted to talk about this topic today because feeling like you're going to give up is something that we all face and yet it's something you don't see in social media. It's something that people don't really advertise because when you feel exhausted, when you feel frustrated, when you feel empty, you don't put that out for the world to see. Oftentimes we feel like it's more appropriate to hide it. And so, I don't know, we just wanted to speak to it today. We wanted to just share some personal stories and hopefully give you a little bit of encouragement for whatever you're going through right now. I like it. I like that topic. I feel like this one's going to be a real uh, digging for a goal kind of moment. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. But uh, where are we going to start it off with? I think to start, just I want to open it so that it kind of connects to everybody for whatever you're going through. I mean, like when you think of giving up, a lot of times like the first thing that comes to mind for me is giving up on a job or giving up on like a project. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually posted about this on my personal Instagram today. Um, I have a really good friend who released a um, a clothing line for her brand and I happened to take a picture this morning with uh, her coffee cup from her brand and like I don't know I was just this morning I woke up and I was just feeling so discouraged and feeling like I just have too much to do and like not enough time to do it and then I saw her coffee cup when I was making you know my morning brew and I was like this is a perfect example of just when you feel like giving up like keep pushing keep grinding keep following your dreams Um, and I don't know I feel like it just made me think about you know for me the giving up really resonates with like my company and with a lot of what I'm trying to do with building a business there's been so many moments where I'm just like I can't do this and just like wanting to quit Mm. um and so I don't know if that's something that people you know anyone listening is going through but it doesn't have to be like a job or a passion it can be something like a relationship Mm. you know like if you feel like giving up on a person a friendship or you know a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship Uh, last week we talked about you know, kind of when to know when to walk away from an unhealthy relationship. So yeah. if you are able to, after this podcast, tune into that one because mm-hmm. we have through a lot of insight and personal thoughts and vulnerability and there are also dogs barking and it's pretty cool. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but this week, I mean, giving up is just kind of heavy. And like, like you said, Abe, there's just so much to unpack here. So I don't know, I guess to start, like, has there ever been a moment in your life where you just felt like giving up? and you didn't or just any moment that you'd want to share just to kind of dive into some vulnerability today um yeah I mean for me I'm gonna take one of my most prime examples and that was when I was in high school um I I was not the best student in high school and granted I'm still not the best student now but I was really bad in high school um I had barely C's is what I would call it is like you know you had just enough of a percentage to get you by the class but not really excel in it you didn't ever really learn the material because, you know, it was just something you had to do in order to graduate. Um, and for me, I was in this place where 
I, I already didn't, didn't know what I wanted to do coming up. You know, senior year was there. It was coming up, like graduation was coming up really quickly. And I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school. Like, I didn't know whether I was going to do the military, whether I was going to go straight to college, whether I was going to take a gap year or two gap years or maybe three gap years. I don't know. But <clears throat> the underlying theme of all that was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. So mix that with, you know, trying to stay um, academically kind of afloat afloat and you just you don't you feel a lack of motivation because I just felt like why am I doing it you know like I'm gonna graduate but then what you know yeah. what am I gonna do where am I gonna take this and I had conversations with my dad about that where it's like you know I kind of went to him kind of hoping that he would kind of give me this direct answer that he would answer that question for me like yeah. I didn't want that to be up to me yeah it's I, so hard like yeah. we're young too and it's like you don't no, I don't know. There's so much, sorry. There's just so much like expectations put on us when we're young. And then it's like, we don't realize that it's actually more commonplace than we think to not know. But then it's yeah. like, you want the answers to be given to you because then that way you can kind of sit back and be like, okay, I'm okay. Like I'll figure it out. But when you don't know, it's like, well, what do I do? And why should I do it? Like the why is the big thing. Or even when you don't know, at least for me personally, and I don't know if this applies to everybody else, but <clears throat> for me personally, I wanted my dad to give me the answer to that so that I could liberate myself from any responsibility tying me to any failures that I would possibly have. Mm. I wanted to be like, well, you chose this path for me, so therefore, like, you knew I wouldn't be capable of doing it, but you still put it on me. You said I should go into the military. You said I should go straight to college. Dang. Like, I wanted to be free of that because yeah. we were coming up on a time where, like, only a couple of months ago, we had to raise our hand and ask if we could go to the restroom. And then not six months later, we would be in a classroom and handling our own appointments and handling our own classes and paying for our own classes and getting parking permits and or going into the military and signing your life to the government. You know, like yeah. it's uh, it's crazy because in this short time, you go through a rapid fire period of becoming an adult and it's a very scary thing. So for me, I was freaking out. Um, for me, it was like, I had that moment of like, why do I want to push? Why do I want to graduate? Why even graduate? You know, I, I'm at the point right now where I could, I could drop out. I'm fine. I mean, I'm still in this place right now where I have a very general idea of what it is that I want to do, but I don't have like a, like an outline. I don't have a very detailed description, which I know should be uh, probably something that I should have. But let's be honest, how many of us really do? Right. A lot of us, I mean... A lot of us kind of have an idea and a dream of what we want to do, but in reality, it's like, okay, very few of us only ever really take the steps to do it. Um, and I'm personally one of those people where I'm still trying to get to the point where I do take those steps. I'm not saying I'm the one of those people that has taken those steps. Yeah. I'm one of those people that's trying to find my motivation because if I lack that motivation, then it's going to be just like high school all over again, and I'm going to be doing the bare minimum. Yeah. I don't want to get up and go to a a job, a career that, <coughs> sorry, I don't want to <clears throat> get up and go to a job, a career that I feel like I have to do the bare minimum and I'll be fine. Right. I'll meet my minimum requirements. I don't want that. I want to go, I want to be in this life where what I'm doing, I feel holds a contribution to not only the person I'm providing a service for or anything like that, but myself as well. Like, I want to be able to be there because I'm happy, yeah. because I enjoy what I do, because it makes me grow. Yeah. So how did you get from that point, like, of just wanting to quit in high school and, like, not really caring about, like, 
classes and not really I mean because it's not the not knowing what you're going to do that that's the problem it's more of like not caring or not necessarily not caring but like not having the motivation to move forward so how did you keep yourself from quitting like how did you keep going and even now when you still don't exactly know what you're going to do for the rest of your life like how do you find the strength to keep going for me personally when and I'm going to keep saying personally because this is my personal journey Mm mm-hmm where I see my motivation is in um, very specific factors. Like um, the reason why I do want to be something big in life and something that I feel holds a contribution to society is because I see my dad had this talk with me where he was telling me like, I don't want you to be what I am. And my dad's a sweet, amazing person. He is. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know, I want to be like you. But he was like, no, be better than me. Be, you know, be so much better than I could have ever been. He's like, I never got a chance to finish school. I never school. I never got a chance to do any of this stuff. You do, and I know you're brilliant. Like you can do this stuff. And for me, it's like, okay, um, I don't. I, I I want to do this because I want to provide a life for my family, my future family that I never had. Yeah. And I want to provide them a stable home. I want to provide them a, a, a just a safe place to be. Yeah. Um, I never. I I had that coming up left and right. It was kind of like like patchy. Like I had sometimes and then I didn't have it other times. I had stability sometimes and then I didn't have it. Yeah. And it was so kind of, it was so infectious of, you know, my day-to-day life, even going to school. Yeah. Because I got to this point in high school, and this is my early years of high school. This is my two first freshman and sophomore years. Mm-hmm. This was before San Diego because I used to live in Phoenix. Um, I like, that. like, uh, I... I was in the first two years of my high school, and at that time, I was living in Arizona, and I, I, my routine consisted of um, going to school, coming home, playing video games till around 4 a.m., and eating terrible food, and then getting up at 6 a.m. to come catch the bus, only to come home because I don't feel good because of what I did the night before, yeah. only to do the same thing over and over and over again. So my I started building this habit of having bad grades and just not being at school because I had no motivation to be there. Right. Everybody was like, you ha- you saw these kids that were like involved with sports, these kids that were involved with this stuff like that. And I always wanted that maybe. Like in my head, I was like, maybe I could try that. But yeah. I never found a reason. Like I never I, I, w- I never felt like I was a, like the the athletic type to be in that place where it's like, I was doing it since I was a kid. Therefore I feel like I have a connection to it. I didn't have a connection to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and as far as like clubs go, the only real club I was ever really exposed to that kind of changed my way of thinking was in senior year of high school where I went, you know, I was living here finally. And after a year of settling in, I was in here and I was like looking at the clubs, the extracurricular activities at school. Mm -hmm. And you know, one of those was a speech and debate club. And I was somebody who was super shy, super just stage fright kind of person. Ironic. (laughs) And I was like, okay, like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to try, but I tried the speech and debate club and Mm -hmm. immediately like there were a couple people I didn't really like being around in speech and debate. They were just very powerful personalities. Mm -hmm. They had, they carried themselves with a certain demeanor. Like it was impressive, but intimidating. Like you could think of yourself, like how could I ever reach this level with these people and you know I didn't stick with it forever but I did stick with it enough to where I feel like I picked up the little the abilities that I needed from there Mm -hmm. and I took that and I started running with it and then come graduation I graduated and I took it uh I took two years off 
because not because I, f- I it was my choice. I didn't realize I took two years off until after I took two years off. I took those two years off because I was like, you know what, like maybe I could take some time and figure out whether I want to go to college or whether I want to go to the military. I did nothing in that time. I did nothing. Like, I mean, if you don't count projects on the side, like podcasts and stuff like that, I mean, I definitely did stuff. But as far as like furthering my education and furthering myself as a person and trying to really find out who I was, that was going nowhere. And now I'm in this place of like, okay, it's 2018 and here I am. And I know what I'm capable of, and I know I'm, I'm capable of far more than I give myself credit for. So mm-hmm. I go in it with the, the mentality of, you know, give yourself so much more credit than you think you're due. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, because you're probably right. Like, if you think you're not capable of doing something, you're more likely wrong than anything. Yeah. Because we are our own worst critic. Absolutely. And my worst critic told me, take the two years off and do nothing, whereas... I'm not saying that it was a bad thing, but maybe I could have used those two years for something more productive. I'm still a really young guy, but I feel like I could have done something more with it. I could have maybe taken some maybe electives or something like that. But now I'm in this place where it's like my motivation lies with something bigger than myself. I don't rely on my future version of me to give me the motivation. Frankly, I don't know what that's going to look like. But what I do see in the future that gives me the motivation is like, hey, like I know that one day I want to have a family. I know that one day I want to be living in Southern California where I'm at now. Yeah. Like I want to be there. I want to live here. I want to be happy. I don't want to have to worry about making rent. I don't want to have to worry about putting food on the table. I don't have to worry about that. Like, and I don't want to worry about what my kids are thinking as far as like, you know, do we have everything we need? Mm -hmm. So my motivation is driven by something much bigger than me. And ultimately like that idea of, of, of my family in the future that rip that trickles down to other motivational factors yeah. like it doesn't just start with like hey go to school the re- like the fact of the matter is like it started at school but then thinking of a future family for myself it also motivates me to want to work out as well mm-hmm. because if i can't take care of myself right now and i get sick later i can't do all those things that i want to do with them yeah so that leads me into the mo- the the motivation for working out and then there's one for the school and then there's one for like a bunch of other stuff like it trickles down like but that's the main objective the root is like this is why because this is for something bigger than myself yeah i'm not doing it for me because me is confused i am confused yeah but i'm doing it for them whoever them is yeah you know i think that's a really <clears throat> powerful thing because sometimes when we feel like giving up it's like we're giving up on ourselves and like you said we are largely our own worst critics and so when it comes to like something that we're failing at or something that we don't think like we don't know what we're going to do next or we don't know like how to get ourselves out of like a rut or something if we kind of I mean obviously you want to find the most motivation for yourself and I think that's really important and like I think that's what as you're telling your story I mean you found motivation for yourself in different things but what I liked and appreciated about what you said is that it's not just about you and you know like you spoke about you and your relationship with your dad like that could be a motivation. Like mm-hmm. for people listening, you know, is there something or or rather, is there someone in your life who has, ex, you know, ha, has influence over you or who has really inspired you? You know, can you find the motivation for them? Can you keep going for them? You know, people that are parents, you know, if you feel like giving up, like 
put your child first? Can you do it for them? Mm -hmm. You know, like you talked about Abe, your future family, whatever that might look like. I mean, even if you don't know in this moment, like find a motivation in the future. Like where do you see yourself down the road? Where do you want to be? What kind of people do you want to have around you? What kind of family do you want to have? And I think when we look to the future, it kind of helps us get rid of some of the toxic things that we might like unconsciously being surrounding ourselves by. And that can really pull us out of a hole too. I think we don't even notice sometimes the people that might have like a negative influence on us Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe the job that we're in that's holding us back or whatever it is until we look forward and look to where we want to go. We don't notice the things that are keeping us from that place. Yeah. At least that's kind of what I've experienced in my own life. And I also wanted to say I, um, I've been working with, uh, quite a few people through my company, just like helping them edit work and, um, you know, go through book proposals and things like that. And uh, Heather Thompson Day is someone who I have admired. She's a Christian writer. She's a professor at Andrews University. And uh, we were talking about, you know, something she's working on for a book. And without giving away too much of it, um, one of the things that I actually was reading through and editing this morning, she talked about how, you know, God finds us in our hardest times and brings us out of those times and like if you look to the bible like there's so many instances in the bible when people are in a freaking desert yeah you know you like literally they were in a desert and you know they're starving and they're thirsty and they're struggling and it's like in those moments that's where god comes and changes things and so it's like what's the desert in your life right now is the desert you know, a relationship that's just fallen off the tracks? Is it a job that you just don't really mesh with anymore? Is it, you know, not knowing what you want to do with your future? Is it, you know, going through, whatever it is, like you're in a desert right now, but God meets you in the desert. And if you're not someone of faith, like don't think about it in terms of God, but think about like, there's always a flip side. There's always something that comes and takes you out of that crappy moment I like to think of it as like a circle you know like if you're spinning in a circle like sometimes the circle is gonna face the bad part and sometimes it's gonna face the good part like think about as a day goes on you know you face the sun for part of the day and then you face the moon and if you think about that it's like positive and negative it's always gonna come back around it's a circle so you could be at the lowest point right now and just feeling like you want to quit but then find some little thing You know, maybe it's another person. Maybe it's the desire to, you know, be a role model for someone else. Do you have a younger sibling? Do you have a son or daughter? Can you push yourself so that they see you and they know not to give up? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, find that little thing and let it just give you one step. That's another thing. Like, we want to give up and it's like because we see ourselves at point A and point B is like 2,000 miles down the road. And it's like you don't need to jump from point A to point B. Take one step and then another and then another and eventually you'll get there. It's not about like sprinting. It's about the slow steps. It's just about not giving up. And so whatever that looks like in your life, just encouraging yourself that one step is enough. That's good. That's really good. I'm just like letting this sink in right now. I don't know. Talking about this, it reminds me of my boyfriend and his son. And his son struggles with dyslexia. And he's just having a tough time in school. 
and it's just a constant trying to figure out how to encourage him when he knows that he's falling behind his peers and he knows that he's so far behind and it feels like you know this endless race to even catch up um and something that my boyfriend said to him one time that just really stuck with me is that he kind of sat him down and he was like look you can't give up I had dyslexia I have it right now like think about all the times that I could have given up if I gave up I wouldn't have a job like we wouldn't be here you wouldn't be here it just like gave him a list of like all these times where he like persevered and my boyfriend's gone through a lot and he's had a lot of struggles in his story um and so just to kind of hear it from him like saying that to his son and saying you know there were a lot of times that I wanted to give up but I didn't and that's why you can't and just like watching his son like you know a nine-year-old boy just like looking up at his dad like okay you know like it was just such a powerful moment for me to witness because it's just like think about all the times where you could have given up and it's like that would totally change the direction of your entire story and it's like when you get to the moment of like where you want to be and you look back you're like thank god I didn't give up you know so it's like you have to like find whatever it is to keep going I mean you're always I think that the way the one way that I look at it is when I'm going through a difficult time I always remember that like let's say for example if I was going through a difficult time a couple of months ago now I'm in the place where I can look back a couple of months ago and that big problem isn't such a big problem anymore. Yeah. I'm remembering that whatever problem comes next, it will always be treated the same where it's not it's one day not going to be significant. It's one day not going to be a big scary monster under your clo- in, under your bed. Or maybe it'll always <clears throat> like you know, I'm I'm thinking just about like losing a loved one. Like that's always going to hurt, but in time, you'll learn how to, like, process that into something more positive. So yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, it's not always going to be a big monster. Yeah. It's not going to be as hard to deal with. Sometimes, over time, and I feel like sometimes time is the best remedy for dealing with stuff. Like, there are times when you can only let it take its course. Like, that's the only option. Is um, But, you know, time resolves these kinds of things, and time heals wounds. And time can definitely show can be used to like show all your hard work yeah but it takes time and that I think with that comes patience too we want to rush like the point a to point b thing like if you're in the midst of something awful you just want to get out of it you know you want to hurry you just want to be in a different place Mm. and sometimes it's just like you said it takes time and so therefore just have patience have patience and then take little baby steps you know they don't have to be giant leaps they don't have to be sprints yeah but just baby steps And above all, I think, know that you're not alone either. Everybody has reached like a rock bottom or they will at some point in their life. Everybody has reached the end of the rope. Everybody's wanted to just quit, but you have to keep going and reach out to the people around you and just believe that you can get through it because you will.